to the coffee shop girls. Today we are located in Riggins, Idaho at the wonderful coffee shop Mountain River Outfitters. This is episode number six. Today we are talking about our two favorite things, books and coffee. I have a pumpkin spice latte hot, especially on a gloomy day like this. Jordan, what do you have? I'm having my classic cold brew with cream and sugar. What about you, Lucia? Um, just my normal white mocha. I went hot though, because it's a little chilly outside. Ooh. Sophie, what about you? Oh, I, I'm, I'm with the ice, so I'm having an iced chai tea latte. Mm. <clears throat> so, Lotus, how was work yesterday? So, work was going really good. I was super busy. I made a lot of tips. And then a lady came in while I was on my break and saw my book on the table. What book was it? The book was Don't Ask Me Where I'm From by Jennifer Leon. Oh, Lotus, I just finished that book. What's it about? So the book about is about a teenage girl. She's a sophomore in high school. She's Latina, and she lives in Boston. And then she gets accepted into a huge white school, and they have a Metco program where it's like for people who aren't as um, fortunate. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. For people who aren't as fortunate, and so she goes to the school there, and she's trying to figure out how to put herself like into a white school, and then she gets scared of racism and things like that and then while all this is happening she finds out that her dad was deported back to where they came from so then she like is trying to figure out what that means and how he can come back to the United States and so basically she's trying to be a leader in her school and like battle racism and figure out how to get her dad back to the United States. Yeah it's a super good book. What did you think about like the part where she put up the paper as the wall and they put all their questions and answers about um, like what their race is about and stuff like that? I thought it was a good part of the book and it was a good way to show how you can get different perspectives from everybody in the school where there's lots of um, different races and you can actually see people's perspective, especially when you're in high school. Yeah, I thought it was just kind of cool because it was like showing like what they deal with in their race or like what they have questions about other people's races and I just thought it was like a good um, thing to find a lot of knowledge about other people. Right. Um, what would you rate this book? I would rate the book probably a 9 out of 10 because it talks about it's definitely a good book for like young adults because at that age you don't really have a huge perspective of the world and what it's like for everybody and so um, yeah, I'd recommend it to young adults too because that way they can see what it's like for people that are of different races and not just your own. So you'd say it's pretty eye-opening then? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, my favorite quote from the book is, I guess when you're at the bottom of the ocean, the only way to go is up because the main character, Liliana, is like struggling with literally everything you could possibly be struggling at. Yeah, at, sure. age, at the age of 15. And so I think that was a good way for her to see, like, oh, even if everything's going as bad as it could possibly go, I can still find a way to make it better. Yeah, she just portrays, like, strength through the whole book. So movies allow you to visualize what's happening in the book. Would you rather there be a movie on this book, or is there a movie on this book? Um, There is not a movie on this book yet that I know of. It's a pretty new book, but I think... If they did create a movie, it might be easier for people to see what's actually happening rather than making it up in their own mind of what it might look like to them. So, yeah. yeah. I really wish there were a movie because I think it would be really good for everyone to see. 
Me too. Yeah. And it might be easier for people to watch a movie rather than read a book. Yeah, not everyone likes to read, and that's acceptable. Like, it's fine. So that way someone could be exposed to, like, what it's about. I agree. So if there were a movie, would there be any, like, content or trigger warnings in this book, or is it pretty straightforward? I think when there's racist slogans thrown at people, that could be, like, hard for some people, especially if you've had that experience before. You probably know the emotional impact it'll have on you. So I would say it's probably for a little bit of the mature audience and for people that can have a good perspective on things and be able to understand what right. it's like for different pe- different races and how people handle it. It's cool that like your book is talking about those kinds of issues and then my book is about junior high kid who's struggling with similar issues and poverty. So it's kind of oh, really? interesting yeah. to relate. What are you reading, Soph? It's called Free Lunch. Okay. Yeah. Who's it by? Rex Ogle. So, Sophie, I see you have your book here with us. Um, Could you read the back to us? Yeah, of course. So it says, this year was supposed to be great. It's only the first day and everything is falling apart already. Yesterday, I was so excited. Now I'm angry and pissed off and alone. All because of what? I come to school with a black eye and have to beg for free lunch. Now everyone knows I'm nothing but trailer trash. This was supposed to be a good year. I guess it won't be after all. That is so intense. Yeah, that is intense. It's a a pretty intense story, especially for how young he is. yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's really good. Can you give us a summary of the book? Yeah, so um, this book is about a boy named Rex, and he lives in an apartment complex with his brother Ford and then his mom and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's an abusive stepdad. And um, basically, they have to find money wherever they can. Like, neither of them have jobs that are stable. So the boys just are, like, wondering where the next meal is going to come from. Rex sleeps in his room in a sleeping bag on the ground. That's all he has. And he has a boom box from his real dad. Like he's not even in his life. He just sends child support every couple months. Um, and he's like struggling as, as it is. And then on top of that, he goes to school and has to announce to the whole school that he's in the free lunch program. So he did just, he has to stand in line and walks over and has to say free lunch, Rex Ogle. And like, as if he's not struggling enough already, you know, and then he has to tell everybody that he has to beg for lunch, basically. So it makes him feel bad about himself, and it's really sad. It's kind of interesting because my book also talks about, like, how their family is kind of in poverty, I guess, and they only have the support from the mom, but she is also undocumented in the United right. States. Yeah. So yeah. they are also, like, kind of scrapping for money left and right. right. And so it's interesting how that can reflect on the kid. And then the kid has to carry that burden with them everywhere they go. Right. And his friends are, like, all from proper families, like, from more wealthy families. And they don't – they're, like, so oblivious to the fact that he is living in poverty every single day. Like, his clothes are oversized. They're literally from the dump. Like, they find them in bags. And they're all tattered and ripped. And he doesn't have anything new. And then – so it just shows that kids are so oblivious, even though it's pretty obvious that he's struggling – and he doesn't want to announce that to them because it makes him feel embarrassed. So um, it's interesting to see how he copes with that throughout the story, along with him living in an abusive household, too. Especially and, in junior high. Yeah, yeah, and watching his stepdad abuse his mom, and then his mom feels like she's so low that she can't love her kids. So it's That's awful. Yeah, that it's is awful. awful. What age group would you recommend this book to? Um, I would recommend it to high school level. I wouldn't want to go any lower than high school just because – if you have experienced poverty, it's kind of tough to read that. Cause even I know with myself, like I haven't experienced that and 
to the level that this book is at, it still made me like super emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. To see what he goes through on a daily basis and just how he tries to hide that from everyone. And then he gets made fun of by his friends and they don't even know what he's going through at home. So it's kind of, it's kind of rough to read. So what would you say like the overlying theme of the book is? So definitely poverty. Yeah. Because that's just, For that's sure. an obvious, but something I really like is, um, hope like he never never loses hope he has a friend come along that just really pushes him to like get through it even though he doesn't even know that he's helping him so mm -hmm. the friend is just there and him just being there helps rex That's awesome. and he never loses hope um if you could rate the book what would you rate it um i like it a lot so i would definitely give it like a nine out of ten i would say nine out of ten as well because um it just draws in all the struggles of people who are less fortunate and then shows that even though they're coming from such a like rough household that he can make something of himself as this is actually nonfiction. So he talks about everything. It's a personal story for him and he's sharing that to the whole world. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was nonfiction. Yeah. That's, either that is crazy. that's yeah. awesome that he can like open up and share his experience so others can learn and like understand. Right. Um, I actually want to read a quote. This is like from the beginning. So it kind of, gives you a basis of what it's going to be about. It says, how can I be spoiled when I live in this dump with you? I shouldn't have said that. I know it the second it comes out of my mouth, but you can't unsay things. The stuff that happens next, I don't want to talk about it. So that's like how it starts. So it's just drawing yeah. like in the audience to be like, oh, what's going to happen next? Like yeah. what happens to the kid, you know? So I think it's interesting too that like you can be oblivious at like such a young age of what people are going through. But then as soon as it's like, like eighth grade or high school, and you see that people are like that, we still choose to like make them feel worse about their own situation rather than trying to make them feel better about it. Like yeah, we, things they can't even handle. Yeah, like in society control. to make it like it's a joke that people are struggling with things yeah, like that. Yeah, living in poverty it's like and being abusive. Yeah. There's right. no reason that like a junior high boy should have to be embarrassed to say that he gets free lunch. Right. Like, but your peers make you feel that way and I think it's terrible. So um, it actually comes to like Rex's realization that at the end of the book that he wasn't just in the free lunch program like he realizes that even though he's not as fortunate as other kids he never went without a meal like she exactly his mom was trying the best she could mm -hmm. in the relationship she was in and even though it was like I have to ask for a free lunch he's still getting food and right. so that came to him that maybe just because she's struggling so much doesn't mean like that she doesn't love him or that she's not trying right, right. and then it it at the end of the book it kind of it gets a little happier because they get they both get jobs and even though it's um hard on them and that happiness doesn't come from like money it also helped because they weren't struggling so much so they weren't stressed all the time so it kind of brought out the happiness in the family so it's nice awesome. yeah thank you for sharing that with yeah, us of course do you like rafting in the summer with coffee and, and coffee in the winter Come on down to Mountain River Outfitters for all the fun. Bring a good book and relax on the deck with an amazing view of the Salmon River. Discuss your book with the coffee girls and enjoy some Doma Coffee. This advertisement is sponsored by Doma Coffee. You know, there's a lot of situations where kids just go through more than what other people think. People are like, oh, you're just a little kid. What do you know? Like, you haven't been through this and this. But in my book, it's about a 12-year-old boy, and he is struggling with so much, and he just doesn't tell anyone, and it's just really hard on him. What book are you reading? Um, I'm reading The Kite Runner by 
um, Khalid Hosini. I've read that book and watched the movie. Yeah, I just watched the movie last weekend with Lotus, actually. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's really good. I actually watched the movie a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wow, it was really cool to compare. I haven't read it or watched the movie. What is the summary of the book? So it's about this um, little boy, and he's living in Afghanistan right now. And his best friend is um, a Hazara, which is like in Afghanistan, it's kind of like a servant. And um, they're just, they always play together, they're best friends, and then something happens, and um, the little boy, he like watches his friend get um, attacked or whatever, and he doesn't say anything about seeing it, and he just goes through his life just completely filled with guilt, and he doesn't tell anyone, and he's really breaking himself down about it, and it he kind of turns evil almost, he like does stuff to get rid of him, and it's all about like redemption, and it's, it's intense, like it's really sad. So if you could recommend the book to somebody, who would you recommend it to? Um, I would probably recommend it to anyone over 16, um, probably like junior, seniors in high school and young adults. Okay. So you said that you watched the movie and read the book. Um, were there any comparisons between the two or any differences? Um, some of the intense scenes in the book and the movie they um, were a lot more descriptive in the book, and there was a emotional pull that you had like when reading the book instead of watching the movie. So I would definitely say that's a big like comparison and contrast. Would you rather read a book or watch a movie to it? Read the book. I yeah. think it's nice to watch the movie afterwards because it kind of compares like the scenes that you were playing in your head to what they got out of the book. But what I definitely look like. like reading the book. Yeah. Are there any content warnings? Yeah, definitely some content warnings. There's um, a small, like, rape scene and then, like, a beating up scene. I don't know. So I would definitely say there's a little bit of content in there. Okay. If you could say you liked a certain part of your book, what would that be? And then what was your least favorite part of the book? Um, my favorite part of the book was his dream right after he found out that Hassan was dead. Um, I actually have a passage. If you don't mind if I read it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. His hands are tied behind him with roughly woven rope cutting through the flesh of his wrists. He is blindfolded with black cloth. He is kneeling on the street on the edge of a gutter filled with still water, his head drooping between his shoulders. His knees roll on the hard ground and bleed through his pants as he rocks in prayer. It is late afternoon and his long shadow sways back and forth on the gravel. He is muttering something under his breath. I step closer. A thousand times over, he mutters. For you, a thousand times over. Back and forth he rocks. He lifts his face. I see a faint scar above his upper lip. We are not alone. I see the barrel first, then the man standing behind him. He is tall, dressed in a herringbone vest and a black turban. He looks down at the blindfolded man before him with eyes that show nothing but a vast cavernous emptiness. He takes a step back and raises the barrel, places it on the back of the kneeling man's head. For a moment, fading sunlight catches and the metal and twinkles. The rifle roars with a deafening crack. I follow the barrel on its upward arc. I see the face behind the plume of smoke swirling from the muzzle. I am the man in the herringbone vest. You can tell that it's like a very detailed book. It is. It's very emotional. It's yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that you um like the movie or like the book better than the movie. Where in my book, I like the movie better than my book. Mm. So, yeah. What book are you reading? I'm reading *The Handmaid's Tale* by Margaret Atwood. Um, what is the summary of the book? Um, there's a lady named Alfred, and she's a handmaid in this new society that is, like, 
used to be America, but this cult like overtook the capital and the government and kind of just overthrew it. And it's called Gilead. Um, she can only leave the home of her commander once a day for shopping. And she must lie on her back once a month and pray that the commander makes her pregnant. For that is the only reason she is still alive. She hopes to someday make it back to her family. And this book's really graphic and gory. And I really like it because it's, um, it's kind of emotional and um, very descriptive. And it's like self-aware of what's going on around you. Just kind of brings awareness. I've read the book and watched the movie, so um, it's, like, something, too, that could actually happen. So mm-hmm. the fact that someone wrote a book about it is interesting, too. That's pretty scary. Who would you recommend the book to? Um, probably, like, 16 and up, maybe even 17 and up. It's very, um, has a lot of deep content in it. It's can trigger some yeah. feelings. Yeah. yeah. So, Jordan, you said that there's a lot of graphic content in the book, so um, is there something you could share with us about that? Yeah, I actually have a passage that describes a hanging scene. I'll read it to you. It says, Beside the main gateway, there are six more bodies hanging by the necks, their hands tied in front of them, their heads in white bags tipped sideways onto their shoulders. There must have been a men salvaging early this morning. I didn't hear the bells. Perhaps I've become used to them. That's um, really intense. Yeah. Is that, like, shown in the movie? Um, yeah, it actually... I feel like the movie shows things more graphically because the the book's really like slow moving. Like the show, the halfway through the book is like three episodes or four episodes into the show, so the show drags it on more, which is odd for sh- movies because usually the book has more detail and draws it out and sh- tells you more things about the actual story. But that's why I like the show better is because it draws it out and shows and gives me a visual perspective. Um, and any is there anything that was like different from the book that is in the show, or do they look differently than you had, um, like initially in- interpreted? They're pretty much the same things, but like I said, they just draw it out. The book draws it out way more than the movie. I think when I watched the show too, I was like surprised at how graphic it actually was. Because in mm-hmm. the book, I like I didn't picture things as they were in the movie. I guess. Yeah. And the movie is like way. Like, it makes you uncomfortable while you watch it. Yeah, it does. Like, you couldn't imagine something being like that. Yeah, I watched the show before the movie, so it kind of allowed me to know what was actually going on in the book. But I think if I would have read the book first, I kind of would have been confused a little. What would you rate the book? I would rate the book, like, an 8 out of 10, because um, it kind of draws it out, like I said, about the, rather than the movie. So I feel like I remember... When I was reading the book, too, getting a little confused sometimes because of mm-hmm. the way it was written. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like once you can watch the show, it makes it, it a lot easier to picture what's happening. Yeah. I think I need to watch it or read it's the book. It's really eye opening. Yeah. I knew that, like, when I read my book, The Kite Runner, it's set in, like, Afghanistan. So it's not something I'm familiar with. So it's kind of hard to picture. And that's what was helpful watching the movie. It yeah. gave me, like, a good context and surroundings for what I was picturing. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay, at the coffee shop, we have a way for customers to get a discount by coming up to us and giving us book talks or just talking about what book they're reading. And it's just a way for them and and for us to hear perspectives of different books and views. Yeah, so if they come in and they see what book we're reading, they're like, oh my gosh, what book are you reading? And like ask about it or they bring up something they're reading, then it's a way for everybody to just become more aware of different kinds of books, like things that you're not as open to. 
Yeah, the other day I was working and um, someone came in and they were like talking to me about Harry Potter. That's what they were reading. And I'm not really into like the magic and the wizards for books. So I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And then they kept talking. And I was like, mm, maybe I should just give this a try. So I tried it and I actually really like it. And then Olivia came up to me and was like, Lotus, you should try reading Harry Potter. And I was really standoffish. I was like, no, I don't like reading books about that either. I'd rather read something different. And then she's like, no, you should just really try it. So then I tried it. And I actually fell in love with the book Harry Potter, which is funny because I don't like the movies. But the books are way better than the movies, so. Right, I don't like the movies either. My whole family is, like, huge Harry Potter books. Like, they love the books, love the movies, and I just cannot do it. So maybe I should try reading Harry Potter, too. I think yeah, you should. I, think should. <laughs> I might, I might. And that's a wrap for today's episode number six. <laughs> six. <laughs>